The preceding message is brought to you by Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. Stay tuned after this message for more information about Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. You may welcome two or three people to church this morning and tell them that today is your day. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. The theme for today's service is God will make a way for you. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Let me tell someone beside God will make a way for you. Prophesy to someone's life. Say God will make a way for you. Hallelujah. Glory to God. You know, um, greetings from our pastor. They appear to be on their 20th anniversary honeymoon. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Today we will be looking at God's word. And as you hear God's word this morning, I want you to know that um, the spirit of God is here. We're doing a work in you. There are people in here that God's going to open your ears. There are wonders that will happen in your life because you are in this service this morning. There are things God's, God's hand for healing, for the miraculous. You will, you will feel the evidential presence of the, of the power of God upon you this morning. And even on your everyday endeavor throughout this week in the name of Jesus. Um, I want us to open our Bible to Isaiah 43 verse 16. He says, this is what the Lord says, he who made a way through the sea, a path through the mighty waters. God made a way through the sea. You know, um, the message translation says, um, um, the God who builds a road right through the ocean. Who can build a road right through the ocean? He says, the God who built a road right through the ocean. God makes a way. You know, he carves a path through pounding waves. You know, things that seemingly appear impossible, things that seemingly appear as if they cannot happen. There are people here who say that, look, end of the year, that offer letter, maybe they give me in January, is okay. God says that God specializes in doing the impossible. You know, just like Ben was sharing, when he was leading us in prayer, the year is not yet on. They are still close to 20 days to the end of this year. And, and the impossible can still happen for you. God can still show up on the scene for you. Things can still be handed over to you. That offer letter can still be given to you. That contract award letter can still be issued in your favor. You know, that admission letter can still come to you. You know, the rest of this year, the God, of the good, the God that specializes in doing impossible things will make a way for you. God specializes in doing impossible things for his people. God specializes in doing things that when men, you know, when men said, okay, what else? There's no more strength for him. God shows up as your strength. He shows forth as your rock. You know, there are some deals you think you will no longer close this year. And I'm here to tell you from our king, from our father, that those deals will be closed this year. There are some levels you thought that, oh, I will just shift this to next year. Listen to me, that call is going to come to you. You'll be so busy, you'll be so busy closing some of those deals, those testimonies you've waited for. Now is the time. Now is the time for them to come into place. Hallelujah. You know, God can do the impossible in your life. God specializes in doing the impossible. This year is not yet over. This year is not yet over. God is not done with me yet. God is not done with me yet. 
You know, the Bible talks about me. No means understand that God is our way maker. God is our way maker. He makes a way where there seems to be no way. Hallelujah. You know, God, all through the Bible, going through the scripture, God always makes a way for his people. No matter, you know, sometimes when it appears as if you are stuck, someone may be sitting here or listening to me this morning and say, it appears as if I'm stuck. But God, I want you to understand that if you can raise your expectation, have faith in the word of God, have faith in the living God, a way will be made for you in the name of Jesus. You know, God made a way for his people all through the Bible. Shall we talk about Abraham? Shall we talk about Isaac? Shall we talk about Jacob? There are times when it seemed as if there was nothing for them. Look at what happened to you. Let's even use Jacob. They said, you are going to, his, his boss said, you are going to get a bonus. And your bonus will be this type of animals will be your bonus. And that same day, the boss removed all those type of animals that can produce. So it appears that there was no way in the natural for him to have that bonus. There was no way in the natural for him to have his wages. But God, by vision, he knew what to do. And then he became larger than his boss. He had more. Even, though, even when he was cheated by his boss, and so God specializes in making a way for his people. Shall we talk about Moses? Shall we talk about Joshua? Shall we talk about Esther? Shall we talk about Daniel? In a strange land, Daniel rose, became, be, be, became a governor in Babylon. He served three kings. He was relevant. And so your relevance is not yet over. And someone says, oh, they are changing my MD, so I don't know whether they will, I'll be favored. Yes, you will be favored. Because favor is of the Lord. Promotion is of the Lord. God specializes in opening doors for his people. God opens doors for his people. God opens doors. He's our way maker. Tell me, say to yourself, God is my way maker. God is my way maker. Hallelujah. You know, one of the things that happens is that if you look at it, some of those examples that I mentioned, some of them, some of the experiences they had, some of them cooperated with God. Some of them yielded themselves to the Holy Spirit. Some of them yielded themselves to God. If you let's take Daniel for example. Daniel proposed, he started seeking God's face in the place of prayer and fasting. You know, it's people, most of these people that we read about in the Bible, they were spiritually intelligent. They knew what to do. And they went after it. As new creation, you've got to be spiritually intelligent. You know, as we wrap up this 2021, no, God is not yet done with 2021, so he's going to complete what he started this year. But as we go into 2022, one of the things you need to be, to be you need to be alert in the spirit. You've got to be, and you've got to be determined that in 2022, I am going to win. Don't wait there. Don't allow the situation and circumstances of the year you are stepping into. Determine whether you are a success or not. One of the things that we do is that you can actually determine how that year will be for you. God has given you a tongue. And with your tongue, you can write what will happen in 2022. That's what he has given us as believers, as Christians. The word of God is so full of so many people who changed their lives, who rewrote their stories. You know, in this month of 
December, we are focusing, we started preparing. Tomorrow, we are starting the fast and, and so forth. But I would like to share with you a few people who use this cycle of prayer and fasting to change their situation and circumstances. Um, um, people like Elijah, Daniel, Esther. Esther needed favor. There are people who are, supposed, are going to be destroyed. She, she calls for a fast. Uh, Esther called for a fast. They sought the face of the Lord. She was talking about Jehoshaphat. And people in different times, in different seasons, have used the tool of prayer and fast to change the events around their lives or the events that are about to happen to them. Fasting and prayer is a way to gain momentum in life. It's a way to gain momentum in life. It's one of those ways in which you can gain momentum in life. As we prepare, let these 12 days prayer and fasting exercise that we're doing, let it not be like any other normal seasons or prayer and fasting you've done. It's time to see that a tool for you to do what? To gain momentum. You know, if you, you need, if you want your life to move fast, you need to fast. It is no longer, oh, it's a nice thing to do. You know, there are various kinds of fasts. You read people who wants to lose weight, you know, they tell you you need to do intermittent fasting. And so, before fa fasting now appears fashionable, particularly for those who wants to lose weight. Or they want to detoxify. But there is a way God expects us as believers to, to fast. And there are certain things expected of us. And so, what is biblical fasting? We look at this and ways we God wants us to fast. You know, Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verse 1 says, For everything there is a season and a time for every matter under heaven. Every, for everything there is a season. This season you are in, this time that you are in, is a time to fast. This is the season and time to fast. You know, fasting, you can have, you can, you, you can have personal fasting. You can also have congregational fasting, or what we also call a co corporate fasting. What we're about to embark on beginning from tomorrow is a corporate fast. And the rules for corporate fast is not from the rules for your personal fast. Personal fast, you can say, I'll fast till 12 o'clock. I'll fast till 12 o'clock. I will only fast meat. I will not eat meat for the rest of this year. Or you, you can set your own rule. For corporate fast, we align. And we do it together. You know, Joel 2, verse 15, talking about a corporate fast, he said, Blow the trumpet in Zion, consecrate a fast, call a solemn assembly. And so, as a church, we can call for a fast, which is what Dr. K has called for. As a ministry, we've called for a fast. Fasting means to abstain from food for spiritual purposes. When fast, you are, you are abstaining from food for spiritual purposes, to enable you to focus on spiritual things carry out spiritual activities. But aside from abstaining from food, it should also be a time we use for, um, for, 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 uh, for it should also be used for a purpose, purpose of effectiveness in our life, in other in activities. It's, not, it's a time when you are focusing on God in a time of prayer and fasting. It should not be a time where you spend all the time on social media. You need to be deliberate about it because you can say you are fasting and you spend all your time on social media. Just say, let me, let me, let me, let me, let me, let me kill the time before four o'clock, before five o'clock, 
let me just check all the statuses. Let me check all, everything on Instagram. It's not a time for you to spend on your phone, browsing through all the social media pages of everyone, getting all the news. Hallelujah. You know, to a large extent, it's not really a time, this season in particular, it's a time when people, when you have a lot of parties happening in a lot of people, and then there's so much temptation within that period, and then you want to be everywhere. But this season, if you are consecrating this as a fast season, a time you are seeking the Lord as much as possible, limit social outings so that you can limit social outing and stay indoor with God. Because the God who sees you in secret will reward you openly. There is an open reward for times of fasting. Hallelujah. You know, um, fasting is more effective when combined with prayers. Without the prayer part, it's a hunger strike. Without the prayer part, it's a hunger strike. You've got to spend time in the place of prayer when you are fasting. You know, fasting is a spiritual, a spiritual catalyst in prayer. It enhances the potencies of our prayers. If you look at um, Isaiah chapter 58, verse 9, it enhances. It enhances your prayers. It helps you. It enhances the potency, the power. You are multiplying the power of your prayer multiple folds. You know, Jesus expects us to fast. If you look at Matthew chapter 6, verse 16 to verse 18, he says, And when you fast, do not look gloomy like the hypocrites, for they disfigure their faces. How many of us know, you know, there are some people that once you, I remember when I was in secondary school, there are some people, once you meet them, when they, some of my friends who are not Christian, they used to also fast one or the other. And then they will come in the morning. The guy at 5 o'clock will eat heavily, or 4 o'clock, or 3 o'clock, eat heavily, six wraps of, of, um, of something. You know, you, know, you, know what, you know what that six wraps of? You know, you know six to six? Then you do six to six. And then, but by the time it's 1 p.m., you know, ask him, why are you looking sad? You know, but you know, you know, you know, I'm fasting. I'm fasting. You know, I'm fasting. And so, uh, 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 and then he tells everybody, he looks so gloomy. Some, some, some of my friends from 12 noon, they are looking sad. And they cannot read again. They are just wondering what will happen next. You know, I know that I don't have anybody like that in this place. Hallelujah. You know, he said, and when you fast, do not look gloomy like the hypocrites. The Bible says people who look gloomy when they are fasting, that they are hypocrites. It says, for they disfigure their faces, that their fasting may be seen by others. Truly, I say to you, they have received their reward. But when you fast, anoint your head and wash your face and brush your teeth, mouthwash, Mouth spray. When you fast, anoint your head and wash your face, that your fasting may not be seen by others, but by your Father who is in secret. And your Father who sees in secret will reward you. God who sees what you do in secret will reward you. But the Bible says that those, that all men, you know, once people know that you are fasting, sorry. If you don't ask him to carry anything or he's fasting, just leave him. The Bible says, Dave, gotten their reward. But when you fast, you anoint yourself, dress well, look good, put on perfume. Because you are fasting. You shouldn't enter and all of us run out. Look good. Let people wonder that you've got spring in your steps. 
That scripture says when you fast, not if you fast. When, notice, it says when you fast. It means that Jesus, it's Jesus who's making this statement. Jesus expects you to fast from time to time. There's another scripture. They were asking him that his own disciples were not fasting. He said when the bridegroom is taken away from them, they will fast. So those guys were happy that day that Jesus said, I mean, they can continue eating. But he told them when I'm gone, they will fast. And they, were, they started fasting after. They feasted like kings. But he was giving them a prophecy. When I'm gone, they will fast. And so not only did Jesus say that he praised them at that time, he will fast. But even those of us who are his disciples now, we are expected to fast. You know, the, the disciples are trying to cast that devil from someone. He said, this kind going out but by what? Hallelujah. You know, there are some devils that are planning to hold people, some, you know, certain things that belong to you in 2022. You could have prayed them away. There are some difficult situations that you can knock off in the place of prayer. Are you seek God in prayer? When, why um, a believer should fast? I'm going to give you three reasons why a believer should fast. Number one reason, to consecrate ourselves to God's will. We fast to consecrate ourselves to God's will. You know, 2022, you don't have the full detail of 2022. But there's, there's, there's something God has proposed to do in your life in 2022. You've got to consecrate yourself to God's will in 2022. God's preferable is that everyone whose faith is in Christ Jesus will live according to God's will and purpose for them. Read Acts chapter 13, verse 1 to 3. While as they are prophets and apostles, as they, as they fasted, as they prayed, one of the things that happened is the fact that as they fasted, as they prayed, God, God spoke, the Spirit of God spoke. He said, for, you know, separate Paul and Barnabas for the work which I have assigned them. There's the purpose of God for your life in this year that we are moving into. As you pray, as you wait about God in the place of fasting and prayer, God will reveal that purpose to you. You can consecrate yourself to God's will for what he wants to do in the coming year. Another reason why you should fast is to seek direction from God. You should learn to seek direction from God. Some people say, I want to live in Bagada or I live on the island. I, I, want, to, I want to move to Ibadan or I want to move to Ikwetumodu or I want to move to Canada. I want to move to this place or that place. It's time to see God's faith for direction. Okay, I would like to change my job or I don't want to change my job. I like where I am. I want to move to another location. You know, it's God that determines the boundaries of our habitation where you live part time. And you need to consecrate yourself to him to allow some of those things for you to experience the fullness of his will in your life. And you've got to seek his direction such a way that you are not leading yourself. You are not guiding yourself. You know, there's a song that says, guide me by your grace. It says, guide us by your grace. Guide us by your grace. You know, and one of the ways in which you contact grace is in the place of prayer. The more you spend time in that place of prayer, the more the Spirit of God rubs off on you. You contact grace. So God to guide your every step. To guide every step. Hallelujah. Glory to God. You know, fasting sensitizes our spirit by taking attention away from our body. It helps us to, re to remove us from the, from the distractions around us. So that we can easily discern and download divine direction. It helps, one of the things that fasting does is that it enables you to remove all distractions. As you wait upon God. You can hear clearly. You can hear clearly. Hallelujah. Then the, then the third, um, um, why believers should fast, is to generate supernatural power. 
Hallelujah. You know, you can write down Esther 4, 16, Matthew 17, 21, Isaiah 58, verse um, 6 to 9. Esther 4. Esther needed power. It is the power of God that can cause that king to show favor to her. So Esther went in the place of prayer, called other people to join her in the fast, and they fasted. And as he appeared before the king, the king stretched his scepter towards her and showed her favor. Now that favor led to her people, the nation of Israel, being preserved. Because they would have been destroyed if that favor, she did not experience that favor. And so in the place when you fast and pray, you can encounter supernatural power. Power for victory. Power to win. Power for dominion. No fasting positions us for a greater flow of dynamics. You know, you need the power of God to experience breakthroughs. As you prepare for this year, so sometimes someone's saying, oh, I don't want to fast. Listen, one of the things that you do, that as you wait upon God, as you, be, as you start praying and yielding to the Holy Ghost in the place of prayer and fasting, one, one of the things that will happen is that before waiting, you know, for a lot of people, it's good to hear that common, uh, the, uh, uh, you know, that word for the year. As, as the pastor comes and declares, this is what God is saying concerning this year. But it's much more better for you to have your own word from God in the place of prayer. When God has spoken to you specifically, I'm going to do this in your life. You know, in, in, in the last four weeks or thereabout, we've been, we've been praying and teaching the midweek service about winning with prophecies, waging a good warfare with the prophecies. There are personal prophecies that the Holy Ghost wants to speak to you. And some of those words will help you to win in life when you hear from, from him. As you wait upon him, you will hear clearly. Maybe you notice that you no longer hear as clearly as you used to hear from God. As you wait upon God in the place of prayer with, with, I mean, uh, and fasting, you, your, your hearing becomes clearer. May you see clearly in this season in the name of Jesus. May you hear clearly in this season in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. You know, I'm, I'm out through the Bible. People fasted for various reasons. For various reasons, people fasted, waited upon God. You know, some people fasted, I mean, you know, Esther, like I said, prayed for turnaround of Zion concerning her country. The apostles fasted for direction. Um, Joshua fasted to expose the cause of failure. You know, I love that. If you look at the story of Joshua, he fasted to expose the cause of failure. One of the things that happened is that sometimes you may even have been failing in a particular area. You are not getting results the way you ought to get results in that area. You can see God in prayer and fast and say, Lord, what is this obstruction? I've been trying to cross this financial level of 20,000 naira income every month. I've been trying to cross it over to 23,000 every month. Lord, why am I not crossing? And I've been on the same 20,000 for three years. And then you've been on that 100,000 for, for, for three years. You want to move on. Can you see God in a place of prayer and see God? Let me intervene in that situation. Ezra wanted promotion. He sought the face of God in the place of prayer and fasting. You know, you can fast for spiritual progress. You can fast, you, you can fast for breakthrough, for increase in the anointing. The, and the, the way it works is that it's your choice. It's your decision. It's your choice. It's your decision. And so you can determine these are the purpose of which I'm entering into this fast. These are the reasons. It means that before you go into the fast that we are starting tomorrow, at list out your purpose of the things you are trying, you are, I mean, you are trying to achieve, the outcome. And you know, what is not, um, you, you know, um, like it said, if it's not, um, 
measured. It's not done. Something like that. That's a phrase like that that those quality people around me used to use. And so what you mean is that if you don't have a list of items, have list of items, have list of things that you are saying, Lord, in this area, in that aspect, and don't just show in there. They say we should pray. Hey, let us pray. Pray for what? You know, it's not on the, on, you know, 31st. Usually, the pastor will tell you what are the things you are believing God for. Don't wait for 31st to know what you are believing God for. Know what you are believing God for now. And you are praying them through. All you are just doing is that you are just waiting for that prophetic declaration that will help you see what you've prayed about. It's your choice. Let me tell your neighbor, it's your choice. There are about four benefits of fasting I'd just like to talk to us about. I'd just like to mention once in this month. One is that fasting puts you in a position of command. Luke chapter 4, verse 1, verse 2, verse 14. You can note that, you can check it. Bible says that Jesus returned, I mean, you know, you know to Galilee, filled with the Holy Spirit's power, and reports about him quickly spread through. And so after fasting and praying for 40 days, he returned in the power of the Spirit. You know, uh, second is that fast, I mean, second benefit is that fasting unleashes uh, divine direction, explosive power, virtue, miracles can be wrought, divine strength can be imparted as you wait upon God in the place of fasting and prayer. Fasting increases your spiritual sharpness, your spiritual alertness. It increases it. It increases it. And lastly, there's an open reward. Matthew 6 that we read earlier on. There's an open reward. You know, I mean, the, uh, you can study Isaiah 58, verse 5 to 14. Um, it just tells us about, it, li- it basically lists about 14 items of some of the, uh, of something that pertains to the kind of fast that God approves of. You know, Isaiah 58, verse 6 says, it's not, this, it's not this the fast that I choose, to lose the bonds of weakness, to undo the straps of the yoke, to let the oppressed go free, and to break every yoke. And at the time when you are fasting, as you are fasting, you know, don't they serve you breakfast? Don't say keep it there. Lunch, keep it there. When it's time, you bring you bring you bring three of them: breakfast, lunch, dinner. It's the time for you to give it to other people. Maybe in your office, they do parties around this time of the year, and you are fasting. You know, you've got to learn to be spiritually disciplined. There are a lot of people in office that they will be declaring now. Every day, somebody is declaring something. And then, you get everything as passing your table. Pass me not by which you Savior. You've got to learn. You are depriving yourself of physical things so that you can gain some benefits. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. As I ran up this morning, there are a couple of things I want you to note. In relation to this, how can you maximize this season? First thing I want you to know, the first thing for you to do right now is for you to determine to participate in it. Don't wait it. Don't say when I wake up, how my body feels with the timing. <laughs> you tell your body what to do. You should determine to, to be a part of it. And apart from the time to be a part of it, I've also learned that it's good for you to open your mouth and ask God for grace. Ask God, Lord, grant me grace to wait upon you in these 12 days 
of, of fasting. Can you open your mouth and ask him for that grace? Open your mouth and just ask him. It's your father. You don't need to get to him to ask him. Go ahead and ask him right now while we are talking. Ask him for grace. He gives freely and he will strengthen you. The second thing you should do, so I'm going to give you about five or six things. The second thing you should do is that you should make a list of the things you believe God for as you pray during this fast season. I spoke about the purpose of the fast. Make a list of those things. You know, sometimes you say, I don't know what will happen next. I want to wait upon God to know. Listen, you are a spirit. You have a soul. You live in a body. So let your soul walk. Don't get to heaven and have a freshly minted soul. Think about 2022. What are those things that you know? And as you are praying by the help of the Holy Ghost during the fasting season, if God needs to amend any of your plans, any of those things you've listed, God will do, will, will do it. Rather than you go there, you said tabula rasa. No, it's, it's plain. There's nothing right. Anything. You know, bro, go there before him. List those things. Have a purpose. There are people here who have never fasted for a day in their life. Trust God for grace. And in this season, I'll partake in this. Thirdly, I'm going to spend a specific time talking about this third point. Is that you should create a confession specifically suited for your situation. Create a confession. Now listen to me. You've, there is, you've got to labor in the world. What are those things you want to So Apart from writing the list of the things you are trusting God. Create a confession. And what are you saying? You are speaking into the future. You are prophesying into the future. Create a confession of what will be your experience in 2022. And start declaring it every single day. Don't wait for Dr. K to give you confession. He doesn't know that, that you need your own house next year. He doesn't, you know, he will give confession, yes. But there are specific things that you know. He doesn't know about that I can exam you are writing. He doesn't know that promotion exercise will happen January 5th in your office. But God, but you know. And because you know, you can start speaking what would be the outcome of that promotion exercise. You know, confession is one of the tools God has given us to create miracles. We can create miracles with our confessions. We can create miracles with our confessions. And so look at God's word. Pick up that scripture that connects to what you are believing God for. So you can see that this thing flows into each other. What are those things that I want uh, the purpose of this fasting? From those purposes, create a confession. And look for relevant scripture. And the one you don't even know the scripture for. You know, even if you don't know the scripture, you know, you don't know the scripture, but it sounds good to you and to the Holy Ghost. Add it to your confession. The words you speak program, program your spirit for either success or defeat. So, what we must be deliberate about doing in the next 12 days is to program your spirit for success for this coming year. Program your spirit for success. Program your spirit for success. And you know, you, you, are, you, are, you likely, you know, when you say something and you hear it from your own mouth, it is more, more powerful than when people are saying it to you. Program your spirit for success. And how do you program your spirit for success? Make declarations concerning the year you are stepping into. Program your spirit for success. Send your words to the year ahead of you. Your life turns in the direction of your tongue. 
your life, it turns in the direction of your tongue. It will ask you to say, death and life are in the power of the tongue. So if you choose to speak life, choose to speak life, though the days are ahead of you. Choose to speak life, though the new year we are crossing over to, as we wait upon God in the place of prayer. And thirdly, word up. Let me tell your neighbor, word up. What does this mean? Spend time in the place of prayer. Listen to God's word. Read the Bible. Hear messages. Go on YouTube. Go on Mix LR. Feed your heart with God's word. Let faith be stirred up in your heart for victory as we go into this new year. This is how we win. This is how we win. Stay full of the word. Now, when you stay full of the word and you are praying, do you know what will happen? When you stay full of the word and you are praying, what will happen is that you are creating things. Because once your heart is full of the word, as you are praying, in your understanding about the help of the Holy Spirit, you are creating things. You are creating the future. You are creating the months ahead. There are certain things that will happen on certain days. You know, sometimes you hear all sorts of stories. Someone will say, um, you know, uh, someone's car passed by someone and then a container fell upon it. One of the things you do in this season of fasting and prayer is that you pray yourself away from trouble. And particularly when you pray in the Holy Ghost, there are some troubles that will not come to you because you've prayed it out. Jesus told Peter, he said, I prayed for you. The enemy determined to, to, to sift you as a wheat. Thank you. But I've prayed for you. It means that basically what he's just saying is that there's trouble lurking in the future. I've prayed for you to avert it. That every, I mean, 2022 will have its own trouble. 2020 came in the trouble of COVID. 2022, it will come with good for me. Do you understand? And so you can shape what will happen. Irrespective of the trouble that, 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 that is there. Anyhow, you, there will be there's trouble in the world. And there will be trouble. But I will not be a partaker. The Bible says you only see. You will hear it. It will not come near you. And so you can chart the course of 2020 with your mouth. Word up. Hear the word of God. Listen to him. You know, this is not the time to bury yourself in, in um, all, uh, all sorts, everything on radio. Fill your heart with the word of God. Fill your heart so that you can be productive. So that there is no clock when the Holy Ghost is speaking to you. Lastly, join the daily prayer sessions. We are going to have two prayer sessions. And so, there are actually there are about three prayers you need, to do. you need to have time for your own personal prayers. That you are praying. There are some specific things that we are praying for. 7 a.m. Every, every day, Dr. K will be leading us in prayer. And as a church in the evening, so, your 7 a.m. and 7 p.m., just block it for the next 12 days. The 7 a.m. to 8, 7 p.m. to 7 Till 8 p.m., block it. That'll be prayer. So you join that prayer session in the morning. Either you're at home, you're on your way to work, or you're at work. 7 p.m., we'll have it. And we also have prayer time. So in the mornings, and what are all of these prayer times doing for you? They are just helping you to push you. But you are the one who needs to prioritize your life and ensure that you, have, you create sufficient time to pray. Beyond these corporate prayers that we will do, you also need to spend time in personal prayer. Spend time in personal prayer. Take out time for personal prayers 
and pray about the incoming year. You can change the course of your life through the vehicle of prayer and fasting. You can change the course of your life. 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 Hallelujah. You can change the course of your life. This morning, I would like to buy your head for prayer. I want you to pray. You've heard God's word this morning. There is power in prayer. I want you to pray this morning. Ask God for grace. As we are stepping into this season, grace, as we step to this new season, as we are stepping into this season of prayer and fasting, ask God for grace, ask him for strength, as we wait upon him, ask, pray for supernatural strength. Shall we rise up as we pray this morning? Pray for supernatural strength. Supernatural strength. So Lord, I, for supernatural strength. The preceding message was brought to you by King's Word Everywhere, Nigeria. We are located at Kingsword Auditorium, Etel Avenue, behind NNPC Filling Station, First Bank Bus Stop, off Kudarat Abiola Way, Argun, Lagos. Email kmiafrica at kingsword.org. Telephone 234-810-00-006-40.